You think you know how the world works? You think that this material universe is all there is? But what if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything has to, Doctor Strange. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. The Avengers protect the world from physical dangers. We safeguard it against more mystical threats. Come with me. You'll die protecting this world, Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor, it's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? And welcome, everybody, to Midnight Movies. I am Kane, and I'm here with Mike. And we do Midnight Movies usually once every other weekend or another weekend. I don't know, but I never do it by myself. Hi, Mike. Hey, man. How's it going? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good, good, good. Yeah, we're doing something different tonight, folks, just so if you are aware, if you are on the Heroes Asylum page, Midnight Movies is our sister channel. Uh, it's ran by Kane. It's Kane's baby. And uh, we've been you know, doing this for quite some time, and we've never done a live one. We're not going to do video with you guys, but the plan is we're going to give you guys a little few moments here. If you're, if you're at home, chilling out, it's Saturday night. Nine o'clock in the evening, if you're like us and you're at home. Yeah, pretty much. If you guys have your doc, if you guys have Doctor Strange on DVD, Blu-ray, whichever one you have, or if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you can go find it there. And if you guys want to tonight, we're gonna do a watch along for this, and uh, we're gonna you know, just give a countdown in a few moments, in a few minutes, and you guys just go, go you sit here and listen to us and chill out. We've got some beverages for Kane and I, like we do. And again, we do this every Saturday. But the Midnight Movies audio version is released uh, w once a week on Wednesday. So, but we thought, uh, well, you know, let's have a little fun this uh, this weekend. Try something and get different. Every, get everybody involved in the madness of the Midnight Movies, which is yeah. A good and also idea. for you guys out there, I know there's a, there's a, been a bunch of us. We've like reached out to and said, hey guys, if you want to join the Midnight Movies to do like a watch along with us, now you can see what goes on and see what we do. And you know, basically, it's just us chilling, talking about the movie and talking yeah. about whatever. Pretty much like uh, the basic concept of the Midnight Movies, just to break it down a little bit further, is basically Mike and I will sit here, we'll watch a movie, talk about it while the movie's playing. Now, normally, as you'll see or as you'll listen to, we will barely talk about the movie. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it in spades, but we'll go off on little tangents here or there. So it's not a strict like watch along, look at this scene. What, are the, what is this like thespian scene going on? No, it's none of that. A couple beverages, a couple guys hanging out, talking about a movie they like. And actually, this movie's part of our um, Infinity Saga series, by the way. So we're getting closer and closer to the end. Can't wait. And um, Doctor Strange, which came out in 2015, I believe, nope, or 16. 16. This was uh, this 16, is our okay. second. This is our second movie in a row. Uh, last week, guys, we did we did uh, the uh, not sorry not the but Suicide Squad. Uh, we did that last weekend for, and that was also a 2016 movie. So we definitely are. Uh, we have our have some fun with the t with the 2016 movies, and because uh, that was a busy year. If you guys, oh boy, back. yeah, very. I mean, I forgot what the, like what Batman came out that year. Superman, Suicide Squad. We had Doctor Strange. I think was there another film? 
There was, uh, goodness, um, there was... Was it Civil War? No, that wasn't Civil War. No, it wasn't Civil War. Yeah, no, you, it was Civil War. You had Rogue One out that year, Finding oh, Dory, okay, okay. The Jungle Book, Bat- Dawn of Justice, um, Fantastic Beasts, if any of you guys out there are um, any of J.K. Rowling fans. Deadpool came out, first Deadpool. Uh, Suicide Squad. I mean, just like ridiculous amounts of movies came out. And then, of course, uh, for you X-Men fan, this was the year also of Apocalypse. Yeah, that's a movie. That's a movie that we will not be doing. By the way, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have my have my issues with that movie. Although the movie on the surface, like the beginning of that movie, is fantastic. Like the first 10, 15 minutes, great. After that, they go somewhere that it's just like, yeah, what? But I don't know. Maybe I'll be coerced one of these days to actually do that movie. But that's up to you guys. If you want to us actually do, if you offer your opinions on if your movie that we that we could do, throw them in the chat, throw them on the page, let us know. So. And so on and so forth. All right, guys. So hopefully you guys have had enough time to sit down, grab a beverage, get logged on to either Disney Plus or whatever your whatever your preferred method is of watching uh, DC or DC, not DC, sorry, Marvel movies. Now, what are you talking about? It's not DC movies. Sorry, man. man I'm... Are you still in the high from last week? Yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, as Mike has eloquently said, you have enough time. So as normally, I'm going to do our countdown. And I'm going to begin it right now. So, guys, if you have the movie in front of you, I'm at zero, zero, zero. So hit play in three, two, one, and play. And, of course, that famous Marvel intro, which we've seen for 22 films. It actually evolves as the films evolve, which I kind of like. You know, we have the art shots right here of the... um. Marvel Cinematic Universe, but later on, actually, this is one of the newer ones. I this believe. is the newer one, except for okay. the um, the Stan Lee one. There's the uh, where they now you know show Stan Lee in the flips instead of uh, the the movie, the whatever movie or the or the Marvel characters. Stan the man. So yeah, this one came out November 2016. So this was a late entry in the year. Uh, had a lot of uh, a lot of other movies that came out. You know, like I said, I gave that rundown of those movies. Now, this movie actually just missed the uh, the number. Was it the number? Shoot, the number tenth spot uh, for the movie we did last week, Suicide Squad. Suicide. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Suicide Squad beat this out because uh, this one ended up at number eleventh. So, if you take the tenth row, tenth ones in in row, you had Captain America, Rogue One. Uh, let's see, Dawn of Justice, Deadpool, and Suicide Squad were the the top ten, you know, in the top ten. So, again, we're this is right at the the epoch of uh, all the comic book movies. And of course, this is a uh, Kane's favorite one because we're finally introduced into a true magical world in the comic book world. Yep. Uh, you know, we we did have Constantine a few years earlier, but that was just a one time. One series, small, uh, and then, uh, you know, we really haven't had much else. So we had someone in the Suicide Squad, but that's that was about it. Yeah, this is the first foray into the magical realm for Marvel, which I would have been dying for so long for them to do it. And they finally did it. And, um, you know, I kind of question, you know, them doing Casillas as the first villain. But when you have Mads Mikkelsen playing him, that's what I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe they have a, they have something going on here, so that's fine. Well, again, I, I to me, I always I'm always 
against giving out your you don't want to do your money shot on the first movie. no i i agree that's but i'm just me, saying like, like that's you, you could have chosen fandom. somebody else besides cassius i mean because or cassius or cassius what is it cass Calais? cassius sorry now this one is an oddity because this is not the first run for dr strange in the film world nope it isn't all right, the first one we ever had was 1978, if you guys ever check that one out. Started, Woo, I started, saw it. Started Love Peter, it. Peter Hooten as Dr. Stephen Strange. Uh, it, was a, it was a live action TV movie. Uh, there was also a 1992 movie, but it, it was called, it was filmed as Dr. Uh, Mordred, which actually, but it began as a Dr. Strange adaptation. And they, uh, they changed that. And then, of course, I think probably one of my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, Marvel animated movies is Doctor Strange. Yes, that's probably the best one they've had, to be honest. I mean, you know, besides like the uh, the ongoing animated series they normally have. But no, as far as movies go. Um, oh, yeah. Movie you, you anim- know, they're, yeah, they're animated movies. The- Marvel's always been kind of lackluster when it comes to those. Uh, DC, on the other hand. Yeah, you know, has always been able to nail it out of the park with the DC animated worlds. But yeah, Marvel, because you had this one, you had Captain America. You did have the Ultimate Avengers 1 and 2. They were okay, but I think the one that really just captured the the character. In the, yeah, in the, in the, the Doctor Strange was one, definitely. Doctor Strange one. I had so much fun with that. And you, you've got some uh, um, anime ones out there for Marvel. I think a couple of like... Uh, I think there's like a, a Hulk versus and then a, a Wolverine. Yeah, versus. the versus ones are okay, but you know they don't. There's a lot of straight adaptation for runs they could actually do that they haven't done yet. They've done it more in like the animated series that they've had, like Spider-Man, Avengers, like you said. But they do better in the live action movies. We all admit that. So yeah, each one has their their strengths and their weaknesses. So what, what did unique. you what did you feel about Tindal Tindal Swindell? Swindell? Uh, being cast here oh tilda swinton as, as the ancient one yeah i'll tell you what if it was anybody else i would have been pissed off but since it's her and to me she can literally do no wrong yeah i didn't hate it no me either i thought uh, you know they, they do a lot of the the gender swapping nowadays and uh, most of them are for wrong reasons and they, mm-hmm. they do and they don't pull off the the, the correct way yeah i thought she, this she one is perfect. different yeah i'm sorry go ahead oh no i just said i thought she did a perfect job on this Oh yeah, I would agree because basically, I she's one of those actors or actresses that can exude. She could be more than the role that she plays, and I think that's what she does here. Like the ancient one's supposed to be some shriveled up little old man, a Asian guy, and people were going crazy. Oh, he should be an old Asian guy. But if it's Tilda Swinton, hey, guess what? I don't care. I remember like for years they talked about Tilda Swinton being the Joker, and I thought about that. Like, I don't she'd think it's going to happen. She'd be good, Martha. She, oh yes, yeah, she. Oh yeah, I mean, she'd be a good. Oh, yeah. that's a, a. She'd be a perfect Martha joke. Yeah, oh, I, I could see that one. Flashpoint, baby. I, mean, I even loved her in Constantine. I thought she was one of the better parts of Constantine. Oh, she was great in Constantine. She's she's good in everything she does. To be honest, I'm going to mention the movie that I've talked about a lot is uh, Only Lovers Left Alive with a fellow Marvel alum, uh, Tom Hiddleston that she stars in. She's like she basically is Eve. Another immortal vampire. Another good movie you guys should check out. And here we are. We are introduced to 
the other douchebag in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, Mr. Stephen Strange himself. Now, um, since we're here, the rumor for the longest time was going to be Joaquin was going to play Doctor Strange, and we got Benedict Cumberbatch. And I remember some people were like, oh, you know, Benedict is the second choice. I'm like, no, Benedict Cumberbatch is not a second choice for anybody. No. And, and especially not this role. I couldn't see. No. Uh, I mean, I am not taking anything against Raquim. I think he'd be he'd do a great job, but there's something just about Cumberbatch. He looks like strange. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's just it's just the, the look of him. He, he we talk about this about certain characters, and nobody can step into a role, or not everybody can step into a role and play these characters because they're so iconic. And there's just something you have to exude from yourself to show that off. Uh, you know, there's something we've all, we've been talking about recently is, you know, the, um, the, the Batman, mm-hmm. you know, there's just nothing exuding there to say, scream Batman or Bruce Wayne. And, and to me that that's kind of here, he exudes this, this, there's a level of arrogance that Stephen Strange has to have. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, I know we're jumping ahead, but when you, when you re- when we revisit him in, in his short little cameo in, in Thor Ragnarok, that's the that's the arrogance, you know, of of it. You know how he deals with Loki. <laughs> just, just oh yeah, and know, when we get oh, when we get to Infinity War, he's already Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's full Doctor Strange. Well, to so. me, what I think I think with with uh, Ragnarok, he was full Doctor Strange to me. Oh yeah, that I agree. But I'm showed. I'm just saying it was more on display in Infinity yeah. War because he had a bigger role there. You know that cameo and that he had in the end of um. Well, the end of this movie that he shows up in. So, now but right you, away when you saw him like performing surgery, you knew like, hey man, this is the way I have it. He's playing rock music. I'm like, this yeah. is this is the mystical version of Tony Stark. That's basically what it is. And when they meet in Infinity War, oh, oh, you talk about lighting up the screen. Yeah. Now for you, for you history buffs, in, in uh, this. Uh, Doctor Strange originally first appeared in Strange Tales, number 110, uh, July 1993, or 63. Sorry, why did I say 93? 93, I was going to say. My dyslexia dyslexia kicked in there. 1963, and uh, of course, he was created by Stanley, but also the great Steve Ditko. And uh, if you guys ever want to watch or read a great psychedelic book, the Doctor Strange books are just completely psychedelic. That's they're straight why, up of that era yeah. too, because it was all about the sex season drugs. Yeah. That's straight up psychedelic. Yeah, man. straight, and that's why that was one thing when I was like, you know, when they do this movie, they better have some really messed up scenes. And and I remember our my, our friend Cindy that we I always go to the movies with. She was we were talking about that, and I was like, no, this movie because we always are like, do we do we think this movie needs you know 3D or not? I was like, no, that one's gonna be that one we got to see in 3D. Yeah, got to. Because I want to taste those colors. <laughs> well, that beginning scene you saw that was more inceptionally like, which is fine. I mean, you have the buildings like moving, you know, three dimensional and going in and out, which I kind of dug. But yeah, you needed that bright color mystic shit. And they pulled it off. We'll, we'll get there. We're not there in that movie yet, but in the point. But when we get there, you get there. And I, I know you hate it when I do this, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's Inception. I think Inception took from Doctor Strange. <laughs> like when you look at the original concept of Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they stole from the book, of course. I, I get you. But I'm just saying it's very – like film world, people would say, you know, for, you know, basically the guys who, who we would call who are not the geeks, who have never seen – who have seen movies, they'd be like, oh, well, they ripped it off Inception. 
But the geek world or our culture will be like, no, that was about the comics from Doctor Strange. So. There he is, Mr. Arrogant himself. Now, there will be a comment, a, and a, a little Easter egg here in a minute when he's driving. Oh, yep. It's going to show up. That the, uh, that, that the, his uh, person that calls him here and, and starts talking to him about uh, the certain patient, patients that he's looking at getting. One of them actually is referring to a, a person we've already seen in a small part. Uh, during Iron Man 2. If you, uh, if you, if yeah, you, it's coming up right now, yeah, Billy. Yeah, when he's talking to Billy, he makes a comment about the about the, the soldier hurting his back in a military accident. And uh, they a lot, a lot of folks, I don't think we got a, a, you know concrete proof, but a lot of folks believe that that was the one in the Hammer video where the robot twisted a full 80 degrees, and you can hear the guy mm -hmm. in the inside of Ooh, the Ooh, that was like, ooh. <laughs> There have been theories, actually, that this car accident was caused by the Ancient One. Have you read about that? No, I've never read that. Yeah, there was some, it was like one of those, it was a theory that I read. And it was like, well, the Ancient One caused this accident, so he be could become the Sorcerer Supreme. And I was like, that's kind of a douchey thing to do, but... yeah. Because if you look at it, when we get to Endgame... She mentions it like when the Hulk goes to talk to her, like, yeah, I'm looking for Stephen Strange. He's like, oh, he's performing surgery. You're five years too early. So I'm like, wait a minute. She knew that it was going to happen, but I don't think she knew it was going to happen this way. No, I don't think she was yeah, like, no. oh, I'm going to make him get an accident and get his hands all pulverized. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. So it's hard to believe in this car accident that, like, basically his legs are okay. I mean, his face kind of messed up, but, but his hands, like, that's I don't want to say it's improbable because it could happen, but the way it happened, it's just wait a minute, you know. So all those glass shards went into his hand. Is that what happened? If he, if he covered up his to put his hand up to cover up his face, okay. You know, it's I've been in a couple of accidents. Yeah, your your body doesn't do exactly what you what you want it to do. So you know, certain things can happen. Okay. Ugh, look at that. Now, uh, Doctor Strange's creators, like I said, Stan, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, they base his appearance, like the anime, the, the, the cartoon version. Who did they base it off of? Oh, one of them's got to be Merlin. No, his no Merlin. Huh? How, his appearance. His how does he look? Like Tony Stark. No, he's but they base it off of a Hollywood actor. You got to listen, listen to oh, everything oh, I just sorry, said. They base it off of what did they base? Yeah, who did they? Clark Abel. Clark Abel. No, sir. No. No. One Vincent Price, sir. Ooh. Hence the okay. reason the character ba even bears the middle name of Vincent. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because when you see him, especially early on, you know, he's very, in the early animations, he's very kind of squared off. You know, it's hard to believe that Rachel McAdams, you know, she went from Mean Girls to actually becoming a decent actress, which is kind of shocking to me. I mean, everybody's like, oh, The Notebook, which unfortunately I have seen. But yep. um, 
she's turned out really well. Like, I think that, that was one of the big things when she was cast. You're, oh, she's not going to do well. But I thought for what she the role was, she did fine. Well, you know they wanted her originally for Pepper Potts, but she yeah, turned they it down. Did, yeah. So, I mean, that's a... That's a surprising one. I, it would, that would have been a different, different time, different type of relationship, I think. Yeah, but you know the 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 chemistry that her and um, um, was it, what's her name, um, Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Robert Downey have, you can't escape, you cannot deny that they have maximum chemistry. I can't see it with her, but then again, I could be wrong. So, it's one of those things that we'll never know. That's that's gonna be big. So it is interesting. I did a I did a quick search because I was kind of curious about the where did this stand? Because we always talk about where it stands in the year. Where does it stand within the MCU as far as as far as like that? Not the budget, but their actual oh, t- the timeline. Not in the timeline. No, no, no. As far as as what what did it make in the theaters? I think it made about seven hundred and fifty overall. Seven fifty. Seven hundred fifty million. No, it was about, about seven hundred fifty. But where did it stand? Like we we all we all know Endgame and Infinity Wars holds the record for most for most money for Marvel films. Where does yeah. it stand? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, the worldwide box office. Where does it stand? I'm gonna say it's probably like number eight. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, you're uh, what fifteen? Yeah, fifteen would be it. Yep. Yeah. Wow, because it, it you know you had uh, you had Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ragnarok, the other Guardians, Spider Man, Marvel, Captain Marvel beat it out. So I mean, the only thing this beat out uh, was um, Iron Man two, Iron Man, Ant Man, Thor, Captain America, and the Incredible Hulk. Wow, like even Iron Man three. That's crazy. Like even that's Iron what, Man that, three beat it. Iron Damn. Man three is number. Six. Well, that surprised me. The the thing about Iron Man three that I think you can agree with, Iron Man three came out after the first Avengers movie, so that basically they piggybacked off that. Yeah. Because kind of like Captain Marvel piggybacked it off Infinity War. Yeah. Same thing happened with with Iron Man three. That's why it made over a billion dollars. Not that it was not a great movie. I think it's for what it is. It's not bad, but you know, to me, it's like the version of Captain Marvel. Like Captain Marvel was okay, but not a movie I want to see over and over again. And by the way, it's not on our list, so you don't have to worry about that. That was vetoed by Mike. He said, "Nope." Actually, I vetoed it too. So yeah, it's okay. I just didn't. I just didn't. I, just didn't feel <laughs> I was trying I to make a... you the bad guy. <laughs> ah, no, I, I make I make myself the bad guy. Don't you worry. Okay. I just didn't t- t- feel it had enough, you know, influence in this in this series. I mean, we're not doing every movie. 
You know, no. we're only we we chose twelve movies that we th- felt best represent what the the Marvel series are. You know, so we did have to take, uh, we I mean, we had to take some cuts and, and cuts of movies I really liked, and I know we cut something that you really like, but yeah, had to sit down when we had to sit down and look. I go, oh, which boy. one, which ones make the impact, and which one tell the story of the overall story arc. We had to make some, you know, we had to make some concessions. And, and let me tell you, I I fought long and hard for Winter Soldier uh, to be on here. And he it, it he, was, he it, really didn't, folks. It was I just we threw him a couple more shots. And he he gave in. It's okay. That's true. <laughs> that that is that is a true story. Because uh, for the longest time, Winter Soldier was on there, and I tried to fight it, fight it, and fight it. And eventually, Mike and Sydney were like, um, "No, have this." And then I had to think about it, and I had to look at you with your judgment eyes. I'm like, "Okay, he's right." They're not judgy eyes when I when when, yes, when they I are already, judgy when I already eyes. know I'm sorry. when I already know I'm right. They're not judgy eyes. Yes, when you <laughs> lean back and do the, the arms folding and that that uh, those eyes, I'm like, oh boy, he's right. It's over. And a nice, those... nice little cameo here, guys. Mister, uh, is that Benjamin Bratt? Is that Benjamin right? Bratt. Yeah. Uh, Ex Mrs. Mrs. Uh, or Mister uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Well, you know, he didn't. He didn't exactly do bad. He married Teresa Soto, so just you know, saying this. I mean, that's one of the few things I remember him in, and I thought he did. I thought he did a good job here, and I've always liked him actually. It's funny, like the older he gets, he's he's turning to one of those actors. Like when he's a young dude, good looking, strapping guy, gets the good roles. But when he gets older, he still gets roles. He actually did a movie with um with Nicolas Cage, where he was basically a um basically he sold out Nicolas Cage and got him in jail. Really good movie. I forgot the name of it, but um, it was on Netflix or one of my channels that I have. So, not illegal, by the way. I don't do that. Pirating movies is bad. So there is a little Star Wars connection. In this movie, oh, really? Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, to be specific. When you will, be... when you hear, um, uh, they because you know in movies sometimes they can't capture everything in there and they have to go back into post production and do like voiceovers and and things of that nature. But for the dubbing of uh, B- Benedict Cumberbatch's grunts in this movie, it was actually done by a very famous voice actor, James. Arnold Taylor, and if nobody knows, really, who yes, Obi Wan really? Kenobi himself, Obi Wan, yep, Obi Wan, the Clone Wars. Yep, he is on here as the grunts of <laughs> Doctor Strange. That's crazy because you know one of the first times I was intro to James Arnold Taylor was actually the episodes in Rebels when they were when they had the o- older Obi Wan actually show up, and I was like, well, it's going to be kind of hard to like mimic you know Alec Guinness's voice, but then when the, when the scene ends up and Ezra finds Obi Wan. I'm like, he was like, oh, hello there. I'm like, Spoiler oh, my God. I'm like, that's Alec. He sounded so much like Alec. It was frightening. Oh, yeah. it's uh, he's, he's He does a great voice actor. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he there's does. A, there's a podcast that uh, um, I, I, I've listened to. It's with Sci-Fi Channel, uh, Jabba the Pod. And I, just before, I think, the pandemic came out, they were actually introducing or they were interviewing all of the voice actors for the Clone Wars. They, they introduced, uh, they introduced, you know, or not introduced, sorry, interviewed. The uh, interview, you know, interviewed the voice of Obi Wan, of course. You know, mm-hmm. did, um, Anakin, 
uh, they you know uh, Ahsoka they had on there. They also had um, Darth Maul, you know, voiceover voice actor for Darth Maul, Sam Witwer. Yeah. yeah, and it was you know it was great to hear them and talk about their their experience. You know, with not yes, it was a seven season show, but that that those actors have played that character, those characters, not just the show, but the video games and anything else. And it's just like for them, it was a lifelong thing. And if you guys watch closely in the Mandalorian, you will see a one of those voice actors. Yep, he does show up. I cannot wait till we get, you know, into the multiverse of madness. Yeah, hopefully, yes. So I cannot wait. Oh, I mean, even though we're gonna have, um, is Sam Raimi still doing it? What's Raimi? That? For what? Doctor Strange too? Is he still directing it? As far as I know, I haven't heard any changes on on any okay. of, the, any of the, the that. But then I again, heard... I never heard like an official announcement neither. I mean, was it official? Hey, Sam Raimi is doing Doctor Strange too. I thought that was an official announcement. The I never, you, I, to be honest, I, I never saw like an official announcement about it. It was always like, well, he's just going to do. He just mentioned it at some kind of like a conference call or a press or like a comic con or something. I could have sworn when we like did, he when mentioned we, it, but I never yeah. saw like Disney says Dick Disney, you know, welcome Sam Raimi, the director of all the, the Spider Man trilogy and Evil Dead and. I don't know. It just maybe it was, and I just missed it. But I mean, he confirmed it. Uh, let's see. But the Disney confirm it? Like it was never confirmed. But, or am I crazy? Well, this, be- this you got to realize this is all during the the uh, during you know, mid pandemic. So I bet you Disney didn't have a chance to confirm it or not. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm just like looking through it. Um, I mean, it, it's it's kind of ballsy if you're gonna say, hey, guess what? I'm doing it. Yeah, so I never thought I heard like, well, you know. I mean, the places I'm hearing it from are strong when it comes to accuracy. Uh, you know, okay. so you got CNET, you got Collider.com, Variety, a Hollywood Reporter. They they're not they're not one of the the weak ass um, yeah sites that we uh, we always love to talk about. <laughs> we got discovered. Sorry, <laughs> I had a cough. My bad. I tickled. Here we go. We finally are getting introduced. To the to Mr. Baron Mordor, played by the lieutenant from Firefly, which we oh my god he was so good in that movie, oh. Mr. Chiwetel Ejiofor. I love his interaction with the with the ancient one. Mm-hmm. Who we think is the ancient yeah. one. <laughs> She's so good. And now that you got the uh, the whole Martha Wayne thing indented into my head i'm just that's the one thing i'm looking at right now like oh my god she could totally rock that now i want a flashpoint movie with her as martha wayne she could be a sick ass joker 
even though I'm kind of tired of the Joker right now. But that is another story for another day. Now, you also have – there's a very strange mixture with uh, Doctor Strange as well as Star Trek because, yes, we do know you know Cumberbatch did play uh, Khan in uh, Star Trek Into the Darkness. But there's also been uh, some uh, mixture. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, he's, uh, you know, he voiced several aliens in, in, the, um, in the Star Trek Into the Darkness, but he also played Baron Mordo in the Doctor Strange 2007 – you also had a Deep Space Nine actor uh, and also Wong. He was he's he was in, in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, so I mean, there's a lot of crossovers in this as well for uh, Star Trek. If you guys are any Trekkies out there, yeah, but the old Trekkies they hate those new Star Trek movies. Hate them. Hate them. That's why we don't talk to them. I know we don't. See, and you're you're an old school Star Trek fan, oh, yeah. and you don't hate them. You appreciate them for what they are. I, I, I'm there's something different about me, though. That's the problem. I'm a little bit more open minded about it. Actually, I'm in the middle of rewatching the start uh, the original Star Trek series. I'm almost at the end of uh, the final season, and I mean, re I mean, rewatching this, and I got to tell you, man, Kirk is a dick. All right, he uh, he is not. Uh, he's actually quite an asshole. When I watch this stuff, I'm like, you know, half not this, a good dude, not ha a good dude. Half this stuff could be avoided if you just shut up. I mean, just saying. He kind of causes his own problems, to, to, be, to be honest. That and just the way, his, the way his, he talks to his his crew. I'm like, douche. What? I mean, I understand it's military and all, but come on, man. Well, sir, I can't I can't I can't get the communication you know, running. It's just not coming through. Well, get it. I'm like, wow. OK, well, why are you yelling at Uhura for that? <laughs> What, what's the old saying? His mouth makes checks that he can't cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much Kurt. Yeah, but yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun to watch it because I'm I'm in the midst of uh, doing a rewatch. Oh, there we Trek. go. Oh, there it is. There it is. And a nice, uh, nice couple of nods to uh, some other 60s mm -hmm. movies. Uh, you're definitely going to see a little uh, nod to 2001 Space Odyssey. No, you're going to see some little different things. No, there is a nod to 2001. I'm telling you because I'm reading about it that there is a nod to 2001 Space Odyssey. The Astro Plane. God, I wish John Schnepp was still alive. Oh. What are you talking about, man? He's already watched everything. He's seen them all already. No, I know that. I'm just talking he's, about like when I used to watch Collider he, Heroes, he always would mention the astral plane and, you know, the holy horrors of Hogwarts and all that shit. And now we're going to get. What this I'm is saying, where we're going to go saying weird. This, he's in geek heaven right now. He's seen it all already. He, I know. He's seen all the movies that we haven't seen yet. He pretty much has. He's seen Justice League 3 and 4 and 5. He's seen Apocalypse War live action. This is look at this. Look at this. <laughs> you gotta bend your mind yeah and a lot of these are <laughs> look at that, look at there we go off of uh from the from the comic book world a lot of these, lot of these look at that those colors man mm -hmm. bright strange no pun intended 
Move that. Massive weirdness. Um, hence this title for part two, Multiverse of Madness. There's Dormammu right there. Caught a glimpse of him. I kind of like the fact that they introduced Dormammu in the first movie, but, you know, he wasn't there, but he was there. Like, you could literally bring him back and it wouldn't be a big deal. Because he was kind of barely used in this movie. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, I think that's what he's going to be used more in the... In a, in a future movies, I think he's going to be part of that tie-in between Wanda. He'll be like, yeah, he'll be like the Thanos, I think. Well, I wouldn't put him in that. I, I wouldn't put him in that realm. He'll he'll be he'll be more of a nuisance in the in the magical world of. of this. Oh, okay. Because like because like I said, you're gonna you're gonna have WandaVision. You're going to have you know Doctor Strange and a, you know the multiverse of madness. I we don't know if Doc, if if WandaVision is just a one-off or if they're going to plan to try to continue it over and over. So. Maybe he could become a, a continuing, you know, issue there. Maybe. I really was hoping they would intro Nightmare, but hopefully the next movie comes. You, you I, got, Nightmare is like do, the again, best. You don't want too much. You got to if you do introduce too many villains, you, you got to. I know. I know. This is a this this is a geek that's talking out loud right I now. Know, I'm, I know. I'm hoping. So I'm gonna hope for part two that Nightmare shows up. Because Nightmare is awesome. See, what I would love, and I know they're not going to do it, but it'll be. Uh, I've just, you know, I've I've watched um, the New Mutants, and with magic and her abilities to jump from place to place, one of the places she jumped to was very similar to this. And mm. I would love to see that. The, 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 love to bring the the actress back that played her. I thought she did an amazing job. Well, I haven't seen that movie just yet, so I'm not have to take your word for it right now. Now do you know who was up for the voice of or who was uh, up for the voice of Der Mamu? Mm. He's a, he's an actor that is known for his voice, and I swear to God, I think at least once or twice a week I hear you mention his name. Hmm. Troy Baker? No. Uh. Once a week, I mention his name. At least once a week, I hear that name mentioned in, in, in All right, I'm, I'm going to give up. Who is it? Tony Todd. Yeah, I can see it. But, you know, Tony Todd's been around for a while. Like, you know. I mean, I, I could see him doing it because he has that voice. Yeah. Wouldn't take much. But. Uh, I was kind of disappointed when he played Darkseid in that in Apocalypse War, to be honest. I don't know why, but it's awesome. The Wi-Fi password. <laughs> You're thinking that's a freaking spell. No, it's a Wi-Fi password, man. We're going to give you a laptop. Yeah, we live like, you know. So do you know who else was up for uh, the Ancient One? 
Anthony Hopkins? No, no, not Anthony Hopkins. Um, I take that back. Uh, I'm gonna think older actor. Let's go to older thespian. Um, I give you one hint. One's hint. known for his voice, like known for his voiceover work and his. Yeah, he's just known for his voiceover, his narration abilities. Uh, Morgan Freeman. There you go. Oh, don't make me. Don't make me bust out Shawshank. So yeah, yeah. Morgan I was, was gonna up, say it. Morgan was considered one of the ones. Uh, Ken uh, Wannabe was also considered. And this one, I think somebody was hitting the pipe that night, and hitting some and had some Cheetos, and was like, "I don't. I think this would be fun." Bill Nye. Oh, dude! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you know what? Come on, he could. He's a science guy. Turn the magic. It, he's. It's right there. Hey, guess what, Steve? I'm going to show you something. This is how magic is created. <laughs> We're going to go in this weird realm right now. I'm going to pour this thing. Like what? Yeah, and guess what? We're now in this universe. Like, dude, Bill Nye as the ancient one. Come on, screw the other people. I want Bill Nye. <laughs> you know what? Let's make a petition right now. Bill Nye for the ancient. Well, the ancient one is dead. You know, spoilers, but. And actually, I did find your answer for your nightmare. By the way, okay, he was supposed to be in here, but just very quick. Uh, he was supposed to be featured in the dream. He was. Uh, he was supposed to be in the world, the, the dream dimension. Mm-hmm. But decided to save him for the sequel. So yeah, there were, there was talk. So don't I don't want you to think that you know they weren't looking at you know thinking about about you know that character. He he was oh. definitely in the talks. But uh, Steve, uh, Scott uh, Derrickson said no, he'd rather save him for the sequel. But since he's not connected to the sequel anymore, you know they're going to use him. They have to. Again, I mean, with the title of that movie, man, it really delves more into something else that, that it may be more not a doctor strange movie but maybe a marvel movie more oh. you know what i mean it's yeah it's more I gotcha. geared, to, geared towards that because you're probably going to have that crossover talk with him and scarlet witch and they're probably going to that's where we're going to see the birth of the next world i, I would call it marvel 616 but they're they're doing that for some documentary fucking show yeah, I know. I read about that. Like, what? Call it the call the next phase six one six, man. Just stop playing around. Yeah, no, they're using that on their their behind the scenes uh, TV series that they're weird this uh, later this year. Yeah, when I first saw that in their listing of like, oh hey, this is coming out, and I'm like, oh Marvel six one six, I can't wait. And then I saw what it was about. I'm like, no, no, you're no, that's not what I want. <laughs> you're ruining it. But he is a sorcerer supreme. I wonder if they're going to include that one storyline that, you know, basically Dr. Strange's girlfriend, he was banging Benjamin Franklin. Wow. Okay. I'm just, no, I'm serious. They should bring that one in. Basically, his girlfriend cheated on with Ben Franklin. Was it Clea? Her girlfriend, Clea? Yeah. It was, it was I think it was issue 176. Clea was basically hypnotized by a demon cult, and the demon cult was ran by Benjamin Franklin. That's the movie I want to see. I want to see Ben Franklin fucking fight. Excuse me. Excuse my language. I want to see him fight Doctor Strange. Ben Franklin's evil demon sorceress 
more sorcerer versus Doctor I mean, Strange. Why not? We, we've we've had uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, uh, Pride see, and Prejudice, and see, Zombies. You're, 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 I mean, you got it right there. And by there the way, you go. Guys, by the way, guys, all great books. If anybody's wanting, thinking about what, like, oh, these sound like cheesy books. No, really good books. Especially the Abraham Lincoln one. And there's a sequel to that book as well. I haven't read it. Is there? Yeah. Uh, I think it's called American Vampire. And it, the cover of the American Vampire book, it's got it's got the old black and white of the, of the couple kissing right after World War II. But it's got like, like, he, like there's blood like dripping off of her neck and stuff. So it's like, oh, it's okay. Kinda, well, yeah. Now, you do know from, I don't know how much of Doctor Strange mythology you do know, but you do know about his younger sister. Is she supposed to be like another sorcerer as no, well? No, don't, no, his younger sister uh, named Donna, who died when he was younger, and that's what motivated him. Oh, that's him to the one that he, the, the one patient he couldn't save. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But uh, that was actually was actually played by Lulu Wilson and was cast as Donna, filmed and shot some scenes, but they cut they cut that out of the um, out of the movie just for time restraint. Yeah, restraint. I don't think you need that. I think it would because it would drive probably give him a little bit more oomph as to why what's driving him, not just his arrogance, but show that there is at least a little bit of a heart under there, you know, as to what what drove him to be true that you know that as perfect as he wanted to be. I love the special. The special effects are so sick. Oh, the the special effects artist you know, not only cited you know two thousand one Space Oddity, but he also cited another Disney movie that is extremely psychedelic and trippy. The Black Hole. No, that is not. Oh that. come on! It's a great it movie. Be... It's a fun movie, but uh, no, uh, no, uh, Fantasia. Oh. When you think of Fantasia and the things that go on there, that he he cites that as one of his uh, bigger influences. Man, they're giving out brass knuckles at this place. Damn, what kind of training is this? There ain't no training, dude. That's a fight, man. Brass knucks, warriors. <laughs> That'd be awesome. The warriors just walk out of the cauldron. What's up, Doctor Strange? You want to fight the warriors? You got those brass knucks? You ready to go? Yeah, because you suck, Doctor Strange. What's up, man? So to learn these moves, uh, Cumberbatch received help with uh, finger tooting movements. That's what he's calling them. From finger dancer, tooting? Yeah, from dancer J-Funk to make the spell casting ge gestures look fluid and agile. Yes, Seth. Yeah, finger finger tooting. Uh, it's a new name and a new, a new skill I have to learn. Finger tooting. I just love the. I just love the the this landscapes that that we see here. It's just, just amazing. I know it's not that difficult nowadays, and with the technology we have, but I just think it's amazing to see the how great it looks. 
So it's well it's said that uh, Chitula Ejafor he actually had uh, martial arts training previous to this. That uh, it wasn't that he was um, that he had to get you know get taught or anything on this, but yeah, he had, he was a fifth degree black belt in karate, so his movements for a lot of what he had to do are very similar um, to movements that you would have to do in karate. Uh, you know, also Tai Chi and, and things like that, very fluid in nature. But yeah, he he was a fifth degree black belt already in karate for that role. So it helped. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, Chitula. <laughs> yeah, or I can never say his name properly, but El Jafor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, yeah. So did you ever see the video? I know they redid it like couple months ago it like re like it, it started picking up traction again but during the filming of this of uh benedict cumberbatch walking into the co- into a comic book store in full costume, yes in uh, full doctor yeah. strange gear yeah. yeah that's what that was one of those moments that you know i wasn't too sure about the movie or what they were going to do but when i saw that i was like all right he he may not be a fan of the books but he's a he's a he understands what the what the fan base would love and the fact of to, to do that, and he and he was so cool about it. It was during a break, and he would just hang out and take pictures with people. Like yeah, and, whole, he, and, he bought, like, and he bought Doctor Strange comics too. Yeah. Like he's like, like while he was on set, he was still studying. I was like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Even if he's lying about it and he bought the comics and threw them away, the appearance of it is just cool. Yeah, the appearance yeah. in the in the interaction with the comic book store with the fans that were on there. I mean, you talk about somebody that I mean that he convinced me even more to go, but. For people that might have been on the fence of, of what this is and you're seeing the actor who's portraying him really take the role in a, in a more serious side and, and really, you know, reach out to the fans. I think that that really bought him a little bit more. <laughs> a little more, a little more cred. <laughs> a little more cred. Him breaking into the library, stealing the books. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, scenes. that's awesome. Because just that got- between him and Wong, there's just this like this tension going on. See, I love this because he he questions. He's he's one of those people who's like, oh no, it's, I believe in everything. No, he questions everything. He's like, wait a minute, because he's a physical doctor, and you the the ancient one's more of a um a spiritual doctor. I guess you could say that. Yeah, Doctor Funk. That's what she is. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can you imagine P Funk being in this movie? That's what you're missing, P Funk. <laughs> I ever tell you I went on? I, I met them before. Did you? Yeah, when I live when I was living out in L.A., I worked at a, a music store. And part of the music store, there was a, a museum, and in front of the museum was handprints for musicians, and they were doing. Uh, I think they, they were inducting the whole band of everybody that had ever been involved in the P Funk All Stars. George Clinton, Bootsy Collins, I mean, everybody that was on there. Two tour buses pull up, packed, and my job that day was I had to make sure that everybody on the bus got backstage passes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, sure. I'm walking through, you know, how you guys doing? Here you go, here you go. You know, Once you get off, you just go straight, you know, I just tell everybody where to go. And I got off that first bus, and I was doing okay, and then I got on the second bus, did the same thing. By the time I got off that second bus, I was so stoned. My my <laughs> boss sent me home, and I didn't touch a single joint. 
You got that eye contact. Oh, well, not, not contacts, but you got crap. the... Crap. Uh, it was the funniest thing. She uh, saw me eye, come eye. off the first buzz. She's like, oh. <laughs> and then when I got off the second one, I just walked into back, back into the office area. I was going to do something. And she's like, you all right? I go, mm, no, not really. <laughs> she's like, why don't you go home now? I go, thank you. <laughs> I'm out, man. See ya. Of course Ooh, I did. Of course I did. Baby. I went to Denny's right next door, and then I went home. Oh, I'm sure you were hungry. <laughs> God, I didn't even stay. To, I didn't even stay to see them get the, get the stuff done. I was so mad. I wanted to see them get inducted, their handprints done, and because I'd seen a couple of them done there when I was working there. But yeah, that was that was the funniest one. I'm like, mm. damn. Yep, time for me to go home. Oh, Easter egg, Easter egg. The staff of the Living Tribunal. Can you imagine? You know that's going to happen. They're they're going to intro them, or him, or it. They could if they continue on with the in the in this realm. If not, it's it's a great little Easter egg to, to just come know, on. Wouldn't it be cool to see the Living Tribunal? I, I, there are other characters I think I would prefer them to waste or spend their money on to do. Okay. To be honest, I mean, if you if you really want my true true opinion, that I think there are other other characters that they could uh, deserve a little bit more better screen time. Oh no! Hey, if you got like I said, if you're gonna go cosmic, you're gonna mention the Living Tribunal. You might as well just show it. Nah, again, that's those are called Easter eggs. That's what they're there well, for. Well, to me, they're not Easter eggs because Marvel's still going. So they can, they can make they can be Easter eggs as even mm. and still going. <laughs> you know what? They, they he could show up in the in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I mean, again, I could see him showing up there. But who would you prefer, Nightmare mm. or the Living Tribunal? Well, the Living Tribunal is very cosmicy power, and I'd rather he show up when Galactus shows up. So, Nightmare. We have to work our way up to that. But we are getting Kang. So they're getting closer. Kang the Conqueror. There it is, folks. The Eye of Amagato. Or Amagato. You say Omagato? Omagato. Omagato. That's that's the that's the Italian version. Hey, it's the Eye of Amagato. Take it over here for PB Peppers. It's the Eye of Amagato. It's Nando Toast Kane at here's asylum.com, folks. <laughs> if you ever uh, want to send him a lovely message or a hey, severed how horse you doing? head, or a severed <laughs> horse head, please. <laughs> Ouch, man. That's why I'm going out, huh? And we figured it out. Nobody else did. So there was another person that was uh, up for or considered for Doctor Strange. Keanu Reeves. 
No. No? Mads Milkinson. Huh. And I think I he actually uh instead of instead of playing Fleegus or whatever however you pronounced it, I think I Casilius Casilius. Yeah, I, I think that would have been an interesting role for him. Been different. Darker. Much darker. Yeah, well, way darker. Very dark. Now, it's funny as his brother, actually, uh, Lars Milkinson, he actually is the one that uh, voiced over um, Doctor Strange. For oh, was it, it was yeah. it him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, he was uh, for, when it, uh, for, uh, for Norwegian, for the Norwegian t- translation. Yeah, he was the one that did that. Mm. Now, a little the- uh, theological nod, if nobody <laughs> caught it. Uh, Doctor Strange is playing with a forbidden gem. And what is he using? An apple. The forbidden fruit. Forbidden fruit, so yeah. there was a bit of a... Garden of Eden shit. Yeah, very, there we very, go. a couple of theological uh, nods. All right, Mortar, do calm down. Have a beer. So what you're saying is it's bad. They should respect him for that. That's jealousy talking right now. Of course. I mean, when we see you know, where the movie goes. Oh, yep. There's your tie-in for the MCU fans. They mentioned the Avengers. Yeah, there was a lot of tie-ins once we get to um, to the New York sanctum. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of tie-ins. Tons that, of tie-ins. Well, no, no. So let me finish. Let me okay, I'm sorry. My bad. There were a lot of tie-ins that they had to delete for time restraint. There was a lot more that were supposed to be in there. They filmed them? Uh, yeah, they did film them. They had, I'll, uh, look, for, I'll look them online then, probably. Uh, for, yeah, you had... Um, the prop master Barry Gibbs, and not, and not relations to the Bee Gees. Uh, I was going to say, she'll be dancing, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why. That's why I said that. So, so I thought I could stop you from doing that, but it didn't work. Uh, but he crafted a model of the Ebony Blade, which for Mar- you Marvel fans was a was held by the Black Knight. But that was re- it was removed from the film, as well as a couple others. Isn't John Harrison playing the Black Knight in the Eternals movie? I believe that's who he was. I I I'm I don't have a lot I don't know a lot about the Eternals, so everything I read, um it's I, I scratch my head on it, so Dormammu or Dormammu. What it, how was it pronounced? Dormammu or Dormammu? The the second one. Dormammu? Yeah. That's how everybody yeah. pronounces it in the movie, so right. some some people say it's like Dormammu. I'm like, okay. okay. I'm going based off of what they say in the movie. So. <laughs> I'm going to Ormamu as well. They're, they're, they're the they're the Marvel folks. So I figure they they talked to Stanley and said, "Hey, how do you pronounce that?" And he said this, and 
So when he said, hey, you know what, guys? When you say Dormammu, say Dormammu, not Dormammu. Excelsior. <laughs> oh, Cassilius. Okay. Whoa. All right. Shit's getting real now. I guess I guess he went to Gotham to get his eye makeup done. I, I guess oh. so, man. He got like the uh, cowl makeup. No, dude, he's got, he's wearing eye makeup, like yo. Eye oh, makeup, yeah, I know. Let's let's not let's not go there, please. <laughs> By the way, I saw that trailer again, and I'm still not impressed. So. Oh, and I and I have it set up. By the way, you do. I've got it set, ready to go. I've got the music, everything. Good. I got good. the best music I can find too. <laughs> good. It's nice, tense, orchestrated music. Dun dun. <laughs> Every week it's going to be a segment. Tell you, is this the week? And what we're talking about, folks, Kane is a um, major fan of the new Batman trailer. And oh, you must digress, sir. (laughs) And we, what we're going to do is we were going to do a, you know, what you know, how does Kane feel about it? You know, five hundred days afterwards, or you know, fifty days after the trailers drop. And and I will tell you guys the same thing I've told Mike in our many chats that uh, still don't like it. Just don't feel it. I love the vibe. Love the actors in it. But anyway, that's for the podcast. Sorry. So when this month, the month this came out, there was a lot of uh, movies, like big time movies that came out with it. With it. Uh, Trolls came out the same day as Doctor Strange. Hacksaw Ridge, if anybody's seen Hacksaw Ridge. With good, a, a good, yeah. good movie, Hacksaw Ridge. That came out the, that same, the same weekend that that, that uh, Doctor Strange came out. Um, Arrival with Amy Adams, a great movie, came out. Uh, the Monster, let's see what, I mean, this is just in November alone. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, that came out that same month. And then the next month we had Rogue One, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, I'm just in I'm just in November right now, right? Okay, uh, all right. Moano okay. came out. <laughs> Allied with Brad Pitt. Bad Santa Two came out. Uh, Bad Santa Two is disappointing. Sorry, just that's kind of freaky how they make blades. This guy could fight. Who is this dude? So he was a guy in charge of New York before him. Yeah, he was. He was the uh, the guardian of New York. He has the Sanctum Sanctorum, whatever. (laughs) I love that that little banter. Awesome. You got to have those moments of like, you know, levitivity in the movie because, you know, sometimes the movie can look get a little deep, a little heavy and like, wait a minute, they can crack some jokes too. You know, I was always wondering how they were going to pull off the magic fights because if you look at the comics, it's always like, you know, they're throwing hands and people flying back. But the whole thing, would you have like the magic thing from that ring and it becomes like a lasso and they're throwing things around? Oh, that was a cool touch. Even this right here. Mm. 
You're not quite there, sir. I mean, most of the magic stuff they do, this they're not doing it. They're not breaking any ground. You know, doing any groundbreaking things. No, they're not. Things. I'm just saying this all about the execution. All, yeah, well, I mean, if you just look at any magical movie in the last decade, they're pretty much doing that. It's, yeah, but me, the Harry Potter's never had like a little circle with a little whip like that. No, they've had a lot of other things. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, they've had say, other things. I'm just, I'm just saying, saying this is more the Marvel thing, so... Right. I'm not taking away from the Marvel thing. I'm just like... All right, I'm, no, I'm just I'm saying, just... like, I, I like the touch. It's, it's a different thing to add to, like, a magical movie. Like, normally in magical movies, they just throw you back. You don't see anything. You don't see the magic coming out of their hands. This one, you actually see it. They form a little circle, like, the little that. The little whip comes out. They throw you down. It's a nice little touch. It's different. Is it? Is it anything new? No. But... Home the desert. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You see those two troopers combing the desert? No? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And that chick who who stays in the desert gets trapped in there for all eternity becomes Job of the Hut. Is it the same? Is it the cauldron that he uses in Infinity War? <laughs> Could be. I mean, he is in the Sanctum, so. Yeah. You can't use this, can you? You're weak. You suck. Damn, Mads can. Mads is kicking ass. <laughs> By the way, I've actually started. I mean, I started Star Trek Discovery. First five episodes, actually, really good. And I've actually started on Hannibal. I've actually watched three episodes so far because I've never seen it. I gotta say, it's really good. Really, really good. I've read like the the original books, like Hannibal, Red Dragon. And as far as like encompass, oh, he got the cloak. Cap getting a shield. Luke getting his lightsaber. This is this is Dr. the completion of Doctor Strange and, and yeah, in yeah. Doctor Strange gaining that cape. I believe it's called the Leviathan cape. Is that correct or am I wrong? Uh, no, one? I don't believe it's called the Leviathan cape. Um, okay, that was the name of the cape. I think it's called, it's called the cape of Levitation. Just the cape. Yeah. No, no. I wonder. Not just, not I wonder. It's that same cape that was used in that horrible NBC series called The Cape. Well, it, time gets tough, man. You got to take what you can. You know. Hey, man. I'm still waiting for us to do a watch on to the Cape. As long as we do one to the Jackie Chan, uh, the suit. It's going to have to be a double feature. Yeah, I mean, it to. All right. Well, lots of alcohol is required for that night. Actually, the suit is a better sh than the Cape, so I should like the suit. That is a weird torture device.
Jesse, I think this is the main tricks of this movie because he comes from the world of physical healing, what he can do with his hands. And he doesn't want to let go of that. So the mystic thing still like, even though he's good at it, like right now he's barely like tapping his potential. He cannot accept like, if I can't touch it physically, then, you know, it doesn't exist. And a lot of people are like that nowadays. Let's be honest. If they can't do it physically, you know, they can't accept what's not there. Kind of like, it's kind of like spirituality and theology and all that stuff. And when he actually accepts that there's a world out there that he can do it without touching, that's when he becomes Doctor Strange. Man, he would have been so good as Nightmare too. I mean, I accept Cassius, but still. Or Cassius. Is it Cassius or Cassius? Like, I, keep I don't know, man. I've, I've said it five times. If you can't pick it up by then, I, I can't, I can't help it. you anymore. I really can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been scolded, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out if it was Cassius or Cassius. Ouch. So it's interesting that the list of directors they had uh, like attached since the beginning of this, this has been going on since like 1992. Uh, the first director they had was Wes Craven, which I, I think that would have been an interesting. No, that would one. have been a, more horror based. Yeah. Definitely. Well, well that's, yeah. I mean, you kind of, when you look at strange, he is the, the, the mystical horror. I mean, they, they kind yeah. of fall and go hand in hand uh, later in 2001, you had David Esquire. Of course, you know, the, the, the untouchable, you know, comic book writer, really. I mean, he's the one that really led this this revolution. If you want to, anybody that's planted the seed for this comic book revival and, and, and you know, renaissance in the movies at David S. Goyer's, you know, the beginning. As a writer, yes. Yeah, director, writer, no. Well, but yes. For writer, but he was looked at as writer, director. I mean, you got to think, didn't he do uh, Blade, the first Blade movie as both? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I, from directing, I've seen, he said good. He said some good times. He said some bad. So is everybody else. Uh, then you had uh, Guillermo del Toro. He was brought on as Ooh, a director. Del Toro would have been nice. Yeah, that was that in 2008. And then in 2014, you had Mark Andrews, Jonathan Levine, uh, Nicola Arkell, Arcel, and then of course Scott uh, Der- Derrickson came on. And then uh, so yeah, that's that was the the directors. I mean, I think the, the for any of them, I think would have been perfect for this. Some would some would have definitely gone taking the more darker route. Yeah, you know, I think you and I would have been you know perfectly fine with that. The Wes Craven one and Del Toro one interests me. A Wes Craven Doctor Strange would have been... Hmm. Oh! That cape is kicking ass. Damn. That cape don't put up with shit. I know. That cape don't mess around. They saved the cape from that cape TV series. That's for sure. Now, there was a lot of talk because you know cumberbatch is known for playing another very well-known character uh sherlock holmes but uh they there was all talk because of the name of the the address here for the sanctum in new york is at 177a bleaker street you know the location for the sanctum but a lot of people thought that uh, you know it was the uh a nod to the residence of sherlock holmes at 221b bleaker mm-hmm. street 
And actually, uh, it was not uh, Marvel. It was actually a uh, shared address for uh, Marvel comic book writers Gary uh, Frederick and Roy Thomas in the 60s. And they they eventually were the ones who wrote you know the later I- issues of the Doctor Strange series. Um, so yeah, they were definitely uh, that was where that came from. It was their, their shared address as as creators uh, for for that. So definitely not a connection to just a happy coincidence. Yeah, I mean the Beaker Bleaker and and Bleaker, Street, yeah. you know the whoa, that's freaky. Like that hurt a little bit. Damn, just just a little bit. Help her out, bro. Ouch. That's a big ass needle. Is it adrenaline? That's freaky. So, uh, Kristen Palmer, do you know what else she's known for? No, what else? She is one of three women to hold the title of the Nightmare Nurse. So another oh. another mystical nod that you know, a lot of people don't realize. We've seen a nightmare nurse already uh, uh, in uh, Claire Temple from uh, Netflix, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. That those four series of movies or series. So, but yeah, she was she will become one of the nightmare nurses. So something a little nod that they might you know just be hinting at or you know something we might see down the road. Nothing, Maybe. nothing like the nightmare nurses that we know of from constant from the uh, from the DC world. A little bit. Different. Oh no, those, no. Those, that nightmare nurse is a something special. Yeah, something different. What to say that something different and special. I kind of like the astral projection fight, so. Yeah, I love this scene. This this was this is this cool. Was this is really this is this is comics, man. <laughs> cheap ass <laughs> now you were talking about the uh the the logo the the, the flipping logo this was yes. actually the very first movie to do that logo oh was so it? all the previous ones had the old the whole the, you know the flipping book this is one of the first ones that took that and and tweaked that Ouch. That is that effect where he's actually going in and out of the astral plane is kind of cool. And you'd, I always worried because, you know, them doing that, I was always worried that you'd see like the rubber arm thing. Yeah, me yeah, too. I mean, we've I seen like, that it's going to be weird and stupid. I was like, oh. Yeah, because we've seen that before in like ghost ghost type of characters, you know, they, they get these weird rubbery arm things. Uh, I think I, I love the blade series, but I think it was blade two. 
and they were doing that fight in behind, behind with the backdrop was all these lights aiming at them. And them oh yeah, that around. was in the warehouse. That's, yeah, and yeah, it got, that's like, they got all rubbery and shit. I'm like, what the yeah. hell is that? Let's not do that again, guys. That was that looked straight fake. That was yeah. like, uh... like I mean, it looked great until they started doing flips, and then then you realize, okay, yeah, that is that is straight up CGI and bad. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good. The idea was cool, but yeah, the execution when it looked rubbery and yeah, just no, 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 no. That's one of my favorite MC, well, non MCU movies, but Blade Two, Guillermo del Toro, one of one of his finest, but didn't know how to do the CGI just quite yet. Like I said, the rest of the CG was great. Just that one. Oh fight yeah, scene. just just that yeah. scene was yeah. like wonky. Like, oh, what? <laughs> See, you gotta add that. And. <laughs> See? Have to get up. Yeah, and the portal's still there too. There we go. See you later. You believe me now? I wonder what Joe Bob Briggs is doing. Well, he's got an ongoing. Does he, get, does he have a new show yet? Yeah, yeah, he started yeah. one earlier this year. Either this year or last year. I don't know when I'm when I'm watching this movie right now. I'm watching it with you, which is awesome. But I kind of think like if Joe Bob Briggs is with us, like a third a third wheel, be kind of cool. Like, what do you think about that? Well, Doctor Strange is going through dimensions. Nice. Well, I guess he broke out of that trap. So how many sanctums are there? Three. Is there, is there has it always been three? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think you had New York, you had Hong Kong, Hong Kong and, then I think you had and, like, and London. London yeah. was the third one.
Yeah, that that story of of him not wanting to kill that you'll you'll see that in a few really good uh, stories. I think probably one I I, I love uh, is the um, the Avatar Ang, the Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. That is one of his biggest you know issues to come over is that yes he's this all powerful creature and he has this this villain he must stop, and the only way to stop him because this guy is so powerful is he has to kill him. And but because of his upbringing and his his very monastery like upbringing, he is taught that life is precious. He's a vegan, you know, and and he will never kill. And it's, you know, over the three year series, you know, you find you you see this constant struggle back and forth. And you and it's one of those ones here, you know, he he's a doctor and but he's, you know, he's put it has has himself in a position where he has to make the choice. Gotta make those hard choices, man. That's what it is. And if nobody's ever watched the uh, the Avatar: Last Airbender, Netflix has it, and it's a very good show. Uh, it, it, yes, it is kid based, but when you watch it, it, there's a lot more to it than than just a kid's cartoon. They 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 talk about chakras and the inner inner peace. I mean, it's a very very in depth. In deep one, I, I love that you know to see see children watch this because it's teaching them more than just you know good versus evil. They, they're showing that there's other ways of doing things and how to how to take care of yourself. Oh, and this is why you get two actors like this to play Mordor and Doctor Strange. Oh, I can't wait till they fight. Oh, that's going to happen in part two. That has to. And who says magicians can't fight? The guys that beat up magicians. Man, he needs to get some fucking lotion on those eyes, man. Those yeah, eyes. Those are, they look really bad. A little cracking and ashy and shit. Severe dry skin, bro. Come on. I guess so. Dude, that's New York City, man. You don't want to be rolling around on the Yeah, you don't want to do that, like man. That. This is cool. Yeah, this, oh, this oh. was amazing to watch. This oh my in, in god! 3D. I mean, just, 3D. Yeah. That was sick. We're still coming, man. Do something. My god, it's so cool. Stan! There he is reading the very interesting book. Actually, a book that was that uh, gave uh, the Doors their name. 
Um, I'm trying to think of the book. Forgot it. Um, ooh, that's ooh. There we go. He was reading the doors of perception. It's a uh, Aldeus Huxley book. It's uh, from nineteen, I think nineteen fifties. I think is when he wrote it. But it was it was uh, it, it was when he was uh, on a mescaline uh, drug trip in a in a psychedelic world. He he saw these things and it's supposed to open your mind up. And that's actually where the doors, the band, got their name was because that was something that they they believed in his writing. Wasn't that more Jim Morrison that he read that book? I think it was all of them. They all were. Everybody thinks Jim Morrison was the, the trippy one. When you really actually look see the rest of them, they, they were all in the same stuff. They were all in the same same books, the same classes. They all went to college together. And uh, don't don't take don't take what uh what uh what uh, Oliver Stone put out there as the the God Honest Truth. That was a that was a movie written and made for by a fan. So he put a little bit more idolization. So what you're saying is his JFK movie wasn't the accurate portrayal of what happened to John F. Kennedy? I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about the doors right now. So well, I, I'm I, just saying. Speak to you. Uh, uh, or, uh, I've or, never, uh, I've never kick, seen so. that. I've never seen that movie. So you never seen JFK? No. You got to watch it. It's uh, it, it's JFK. I, I know what happened. I know the theories. No. I'm good. <laughs> There's no, okay. It's like watching the Titanic. I'm not gonna get something new out of it. I know what happened. I, Unless you watch Titanic too. Well, no, I have seen Titanic too, The Rising. That I love. <laughs> Where they put the where they put the the, the air balloons underneath it and rise oh. it to the top. It's a great movie. But so see, you but understand? See, I never saw, but I needed to see Titanic too because I have I've never seen it because that's never happened. But Titanic's happened. Well, Titanic two never happened. Nope. It's a different world, man. Yeah. Oh, I got a battleground now. Yeah, this uh, special effects crew uh, definitely made their money. They uh, they made their dough. They they, they put their day, they put their day in and in, in a little bit extra. Now I am really I, I the more I'm reading about this, the, the I am kind of upset that uh yeah that um that Scott the director didn't isn't returning because yeah, he he was back, really but... driving he was the driving force. This he was saying that this is the introduction of the multiverse that he wanted, and and yeah, it's, it's yeah it kind of sucks he's not coming back. Uh, hopefully they they they're continuing with his idea and his writings and and going that direction. Well, they got Kevin Feige there, so. Ain't you want to mess people up? Oh, damn. Well, that's not where that goes. Wait a minute. Oh, that's going to leave a mark. Ouch. That hurts. Hey, you hear the thump? So it's interesting. There was a movie, and I actually want to find this movie because I'm reading about it. It was uh, with with Tinda Swindell, and it was uh, a movie called Orlando. It was written back in 1992. And in, uh, Tilda plays a young noblewoman, Orlando, uh, and who is commanded by Queen Elizabeth I to stay forever young. And the film basically follows him as he moves through the centuries in British 
through British history, experiencing variety of lives, relationships, as well as changing sex. That's why I said him, because it started off as him. But yeah, it looks like a little interesting movie because it kind of does tie a little bit into, you know, the ancient one being forever young in a way. Mm. Unless, unless you go smack dab in New York City's sidewalk. But Yeah, that's going to hurt. So. I, I, I blame the germs there. So, so. Sorry, you know, New Yorkers. They forgive you. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I wouldn't forgive me, so I don't expect them to. I'm just trying to be nice. Although they are from the happiest city in the world. <laughs> oh, wait, is that Jersey? I think it's Jersey. Hey, 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 hey. Calm down there. Sorry, Calm down. Sorry. I, Calm I, I, down. I, I work with people from Jersey and the West Coast, and those are the worst people, most moodiest bunch of people I've ever listened to in my life. What, what part of Jersey, though? Is it overall oh, it's Jersey? It's all Jersey, man. It's all Jersey. They're all douches. Wait. Hey, 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 hey. Excuse you. What? Did I say something? Um. <clears throat> yeah, I know. <laughs> I still say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then the West Coast people. I'm like, guys, you're on the West Coast. It's beautiful over there. What, why are you so cranky? Just chill out. I, I used to live on the West Coast. Captain it. Mike Jones at Facebook, and you can oh. reach him there any single time, any time of the day. Message him. He'll be awake. You just send that to heroesasylum.com at gmail.com, all right? You, you mm. can find me there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're probably more on there than I am. So, Actually, it's probably 50-50-50. Powerful scene. Yeah, they were talking about writing this this part of the script about how yeah, they definitely wanted it to be a mixture of, you know, the religion and the spiritual side as he as they discussed it. If you wanted it, that's the thing. So there are a couple of uh, bloopers that I don't want. Maybe I don't want to call them bloopers. Unscripted moments in this movie that they did stick in, and one of them that, that does really stick out is the right after the the surgery scene uh, for when uh, when Stephen was running around, you know, in his astral form. That scene when after he vanishes and and Rachel McAdams gets startled by that broom closet. Yeah, that's actually that happened. That wasn't a a, a predetermined. And it, it like she actually said she like you know, she almost came out of her skin. But uh, <laughs> the, the director's like he's he's like he decided to keep her because it was was perfect. Because she and he said he, she never broke character. She just like oh and went you know went on from there. I wonder if in part two of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness he goes back in time to Mean Girls. Did you say Mean Girls? Yeah, Mean okay, Girls. I just want to make sure I, that's what I heard. No, I'm just, that's what I said, Mean Girls. I could see him like going to the cafeteria. Hey, I'm here. What's up, Nightmare Nurse? Oh my God, it's my future boyfriend. Sure, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. That's weird.
So it's interesting. The Stanley uh, cameo that was placed in here, uh, according to James Gunn, uh, Stanley had made four uh, cameos during that day. He like filmed uh, four of them in there. Uh, Gunn said he filmed three, uh, being the films, of course, for Guardian of the Galaxy 2, another title that, uh, that he did not reveal. And uh, <laughs> that is another one of the um, unscripted moments. Uh, the, the Cumberbatch actually may suggested that the the cloak of levitation wipe his face, and that was they decided to go ahead and do that. Wonderful. So if, if Ronan's running around now. And the collar pop we saw earlier was also a nod to uh, Cumberbatch's role with Sherlock Holmes. Because Sherlock, before he starts a case, always pops his collar up. The building of a villain right now. You actually can see in his wardrobe change because he slowly goes from like the darker tone colors to actually the green color, which is the color that he had in the comic books yeah. is what he had. Yeah, it's uh, Scott Erickson that made the, or Erickson made the comment that MCU films uh, d dedicate very little time in the development of antagonists. I mean, they're, sometimes they're just there. With no real understanding, so he just hoped to show, uh, especially with uh, Cal whatever it is his name is, calculus. More, his uh, point Cassius? of view, yeah, yeah, See, now just, I got you doing it. No, I got, no, because I just never, <laughs> I just never bothered learning the name. But you, you're the one that keeps wanting to learn it. So, but he was describing his character as being a villain with, uh, with ideas very uh, watertight logic, like John Doe was in Seven. So you know, there, you know, here we are seeing a build up with Mordo. Uh, mm -hmm. to become more villain but yeah when you really look at their villains in mcu other than thanos it's really not a lot of build-up to the characters they're just they're just sort of mm, there nope. and yeah and, and just mad they're kind of throwaway pretty much they've always been throwaways which to me not great way i mean it's great for your one and done and really quick movies and i mean it Money-wise, yeah, they're doing it right. 
But for longevity, I think the building up of a true villain is 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 because that, well, that's the, know, that's the thing that that balances out your your hero. Yeah, for every great hero, you have to have the, the great yeah. villain. I, I agree with that. Yeah, but I thought I thought Killmonger was a good job. Killmonger wasn't bad. I mean, before Thanos, he was probably the best villain in the MCU. Yeah, that and again, that was a quick build. I mean, that was a quick one, and that, that was just but like, quick but good, yeah. quick but good. Yeah. But again, you're talking 14 films at by this point. You know of this movie, and really, they're you look at the villains, and I, I none, they have none great. stand no, out right, and scream right. at me like, "Oh my god!" You know, I think I think one of your biggest complaints with uh with Iron Man two was the villain. It was just like he yep. was just kind of yeah. there. And I think if they if you did spend more time, you know, they tried to do that with with um with what was his name, Whiplash or Whipshot or whatever for Iron Man two. You know, they showed the father son relationship, and so they tried to, you know, but take they that stopped. Yeah. That was the thing. They stopped. It was like, okay, here's a cool build. Like, I want to know more. But then they went off, and there was like more about, and I get it, but still, it was like they could have done, you know, could have, should have, should have, but he, he was more about my bud. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my bud. This is not my bud. What is my bud? What is my birds, Mike? Take a look at it, folks. The only time you see Doctor Strange and Mordor fighting side by side. Oh, that strange were out of fight. Damn. Ouch, and subway tiles. I love Wong. <laughs> oh, time stone is gone, bro. Or can you? Is it wrong of me that I want to actually pour some lotion on those eyes and like, hey, man, come on. It's a bad job, dude. Come on. Now, what do you think about the design of Dormammu? I thought it was solid. 
All right, guys. Now we're going to the astral plane of where Dramamu lives. This is fantastic. The Return of the Time Stone. And now we get to see the main antagonist is Dormammu. My only issue with the design is it kind of looks like Jim Carrey's The Mask a little bit with like, you know, his eyes. But it's okay. Think Jim Carrey, think the mask. There's the mask right there. The mask was always Dormammu. Ouch. Honestly, he he, remind, he almost looks like a little bit of Ultron. No, dude. He, he looks like Jim Carrey's the mask. That is Jim Carrey's mask from the mask. Just with eyeballs. It's just got the ribbing. It's got the ribbing thing on it, like to, to make it look like wood grain. But I, to me, he's also got a bit of a. He's got a bit of an Ultron look to him. Mm. Who is the voice of uh, Dormammu? This film. We said it before, didn't we? No, I just talked about who who the voice was going to be. Was, yeah, uh, who they were talking about. Let's see. I've come to bargain. Interesting. Oh. So do you want you want to know who's uh who plays Darmamu? Yeah, who is it? Cumberbatch. Really? Yeah, he plays an uncredited, uh, uncredited to, for uh, Darmamu. Well, he does. He does sound a little like smog. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, it's Groundhog Day in space. Keeps coming back over and over and over. He figured it out. But neither were you. Keep coming back.
He does it. I think we just got enough of Dorm- Dormammu. All right, that's fine. And bad makeup. Sorry, guys. Doctor Strange doing his best Batman impersonation by just, you know, floating down. It is Batman Day, by the way. Happy Batman Day, guys. Power. That's what he wanted, yeah. Yep, you guys are screwed. Wong's just an ass kisser. He's laughing he out because that's big boss. time. Now, with the exit of Mads uh, Milkinson, uh, there's another little bit of history here. He plays the third character or third actor to play a serial killer. And these other actors have also played him, have also been in the MCU. Hmm. One Hannibal Lecter. Oh. Because he has played him, and he's been Anth- in MCU, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins has played him, And yep. one more. Now, now, we'll say MCU. We'll just call it a Marvel film. One Brian Cox. Hmm. William Stryker from the X-Men 2. Oh, that's the one I forgot. Okay, all right. Yeah, it was my fault. I said MCU at the beginning, which I meant just Marvel. And I'm pretty sure this is the part of the film that was uh, filmed actually in Nepal, Asia. No more Baron Mordor. Yep, take it off. Put it back in. The time stone, which will come into play later on. Well, come on, Wong. What'd you say, it, bro?
Nice. Now this is the big shot you saw in the trailer, which actually gave you the ending of the movie. Yeah, the the shot in the trailer. I think this was on a bunch of like print and promos. Yeah, yeah print promos. So. Just him walking to the Sanctum Tantorum and the cracked watch. The same watch that he had during the accident, I believe. Yeah, that's why he's keeping it, because it's a memento of the time he had before. But you know, as you can see, he's still not physically recovered, but he's learned to work past that. Mm-hmm. And that is a cool symbol for the Sanctum Tantorum, by the way. Yep, guys, and that was Doctor Strange. Part of our Infinity Saga, movie number nine. Second, actually, this is probably one of the what is it, six, six or seventh time I've seen it. Still good. Still dig it. I mean, I haven't seen it over and over again. I can't quote it, but, you know, it's still a fun movie to watch. You know, it brings that mysticism. We're going different. We're going a little bit more cosmic, a little bit more weird astral planes and stuff. We get more, you know, if you're watching the, you know, the Marvel films in order, we get more, you know, this is Infinity Stone. So we're moving forward with that. And we got a new character in Doctor Strange. So, Mike, what do you think? It is one of my favorite ones because it does take the step out of the reoccurring hero role. And, uh, you know, it introduces us into, you know, the magical realm that you and I both have always talked about. You know, we're both pretty big fans of DC's magical world and, of course, you know, Marvel's magical world. I, I'm i a big fan of, like, the the X-Men and and, and, their, and their run on that. Yeah, so we get here. So who, Scott Atkins is in this movie? I didn't know that. Who does Scott Atkins play? Probably a thug or something. Doctor Strange. Don't know. We'd have to probably wait for the. Yeah, I got. I got to check out who you played. I don't know Scott Atkins this way. Scott Atkins was like a role. He's gonna be play Batman for a while. And here we go. Get the official meeting of sorts. We'll see this in another movie later. Mm, next month. <laughs> I love that. It's great that a god is like looking at the magic puzzle. And yes, a direct tie-in to the very next movie. Yeah, we will be back next month, guys, to do. Dude, what? Actually, I don't mean to cut you off, but that is this, next month is one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. Thor Ragnarok. It is when I first saw it. I think I saw it with you. It is not the movie that I thought it was going to be, but it's better than I thought it was going to be. It's just, it's just cool and fun. 
And, you know, you never, with, with, with a title like Ragnarok, you think it's going to be depressing. It, it has its moments, but still, it's just not what I thought it was. And I've seen that movie at least as many times as I've seen Infinity War and Endgame. Never gets old. Never. Yes, sir. Yep. That's, yeah, I can't wait for that, too. And, of course, we're next month we're also going to start doing our Halloween horror. Yes, guys. Halloween movies next month. We got um, got them all lined up. A couple, couple guests that are coming in. Still working on a couple more, but um, it's always a work in progress. Maybe, possibly, we could do some streaming live on Facebook, maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Could be a suggestion out there. But we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, next one is going to be the Halloween movie store, Ragnarok, and... um. Yeah, so this is it. That was Doctor Strange, part of the Infinity War Saga, or Infinity Saga, whatever you want to call it. So, Mike? All right, guys, make sure you do check us out at HeroesAsylum.com. You'll get a link to just also us here for Midnight Movie, but you'll also see a link for Heroes Asylum, our weekly show where we do recaps of the news of the week. So by the time you hear this, we will have one out and... uh, so make sure you guys do check that. Subscribe to both of those pages, and uh, you. And we also have our social media out there: Twitter at the Heroes Asylum underscore podcast, and on Instagram at the Heroes Asylum. Check it out. I've been posting some cool stuff on there, and the Facebook page is the Heroes Asylum and the Heroes Asylum podcast. Check it out, guys. Like, share, love it, care for it, coddle it. We love it. We love you. And as always, from Mike to me to you, get to the asylum. 